podcast files contain spoilers, adult content, and harsh language. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back to the VHS Files, everybody. And tonight we're talking about one of the best movies from the 80s. And if you don't like that, you can tell it to the judge. Because fair is fair, Josh. That's right. Fair is fair, fuckers. <laughs> this is the movie I grew up grew up watching, thinking that Helen Slater and Christian Slater were siblings in real life, but turns out they are not. It was what? a lie. My whole life, I thought they were actually related forever, yep. and then realized they weren't. It was a Hollywood lie. And I went my whole entire life until we decided to watch The Legend of Billie Jean for this podcast thinking that Helen Slater and Christian Slater were brother and sister, but they are not. I was heartbroken to find that out. I wasn't sure. When I saw this, I was like, oh, are they related? Uh, yeah. Because I'd, I'd never really thought about it or connected the dots because I'd never seen this movie. And uh, right. and then I saw that they are, in fact, not related. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's funny, though. I Recently, I found out that Samuel L. Jackson and uh, Michael Jackson weren't related. It really <sighs> blew my mind. Because they have the same last name, you know? So I just assume. I don't know how I'm going to live my life from this point forward, Eric. Sarcastic douchebag. Andrew Jackson. I thought Andrew Jackson was uh, (laughs) their grandpa. (laughs) Great grandpa. I'm I'm related to the uh, Olympic gold medal winner, Jesse Owens, uh, who ran before Adolf Hitler in the Olympics. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, And Terrell Owens, that was the receiver for the Cowboys and the 49ers. And I'm related to him, too. Wow. Can't you tell? Big family. Yeah, 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 yeah. Big family. (laughs) This is our new podcast, our heritage podcast that we're going to start here. (laughs) (laughs) I can tell you this much. Learning that they're not brother and sister really makes that uh, sitting on that floating dock scene uh, (laughs) a little less weird. (laughs) I have a note. I have a note. The Legend of Billie Jean starring Helen Slater, Christian Slater, uh, Keith Gordon, Peter Coyote. Peter Coyote, who we don't see in anything anymore. Like, you saw that dude in everything in the 80s, and now it's like, what happened to that guy? This was one I grew up watching a lot as a kid, and I can kind of understand why I'm watching it now, because a lot of the stuff in this movie looks familiar. No, it really... It's funny you say that. Yeah, I totally. It it feels like the Gulf Coast of Florida, basically. Uh, By the... Like, the chase by the interstate and all that. Like, Mm -hmm. all that stuff. Uh, Definitely. It's in South Texas. (laughs) <laughs> have you been have you ever been to corpus christi jason i've driven by it but i've never been to corpus christi or south padre island because i think they shot a couple yeah. of them there too because i was i was wondering if this was actually shot in corpus christi or if they shot like on location like somewhere like panama city beach that's got a real beach town i wasn't sure if corpus christi was actually like this no i looked it up um corpus christi is unlike uh where i grew up like next to galveston crystal beach where the water is brown it is shit brown <laughs> and the first time I ever went to Panama City to visit my grandparents over there, I noticed the water was this blue, crystal greenish color. And I didn't even think that was the Gulf of Mexico. I thought it was something else. <laughs> I was like, because my parents said, look, the Gulf of Mexico. And I went, I literally was in the eighth, no, eighth grade or ninth grade. And I went, you're fucking lying. That's funny because <laughs> I, I grew up in Cape Coral, uh, Fort Myers area. It's just Southwest Florida, still Gulf yeah. Coast. And it was brown there. Yeah. So it's, it, yeah, it, it looked like lake water down there. Yeah, you know? it's, it's all down there. But it's funny you said it like the whole scene where this movie shot like at the trailer park. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I know I grew up on one. I'm pretty sure Josh did. 
the whole trailer park yeah. thing and you know everybody riding around shoot if i had a scooter like that back then i would have thought i was living like large to have something yeah, that nice right. well i think that's kind of one of the catalysts of the the plot of this movie is i think that might be how binks felt yeah. With that scooter. Like not only was it important to him because his dad left that money uh-huh. and he got it with that, like uh, there's that sense of, you know, family with it, but yeah, I mean, him being where he's from, I think it was kind of a, a little bit of a symbol for him that like, you know, I'm not just some trailer park kid, you know, that's an interesting thing about this movie in general is most eighties movies we get, we're looking at like upper middle-class kids in like a n- perfect home with a perfect family, you know, yeah, these kids, don't have a lot and that's kind of what this movie's about sort of and i was surprised to see how it kind of tells a story about class divide oh. and whatnot in there and that's not something you pick on when you're a kid you know and uh watching it through a bit of a different filter now getting older you know you start to see those themes in there so 1985 was when this came out yep. eric why don't you take us back to 1985 oh, okay we're sending you back to <laughs> <laughs> well, this is heavy. Well, Josh, uh, Cherry Coke is introduced in 1985. Fuck yeah! Both cans and bottles. Uh, You guys know what size soda Kim Jong-un likes to buy? He likes likes to buy a Supreme Liter. Can I get a liter of cola? A liter of cola? Supreme Liter Cola. We don't have liter cola. So Exactly. uh, Burger King launched a viral ad campaign where you could get a 99 cent Whopper by saying, I'm not Herb. Or if your name was Herb, you could say, I'm not the Herb you're looking for. Remember, a 99- you guys, you guys know why Steve Jobs hated Burger King? He loved Big Macs. <laughs> wow. I thought it was maybe because he hated Burger King because they don't serve apples. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> Jason right. had the joke. In 1985, Jeff Goddard invented the spoodle, combination spoon and ladle, to win the world's fastest pizza maker. They are now an industry standard. Do you guys, do you guys hear about the time uh, Domino's hired an actual lobster? They hired an actual lobster. Uh, they had him working at the crust station. <laughs> crust station. <laughs> oh, we get, it. Might, we get it. That might be that might be the worst one so far. <laughs> no, no, that's good. Anyway, uh, you know, they don't market openly to smokers anymore. Here's a commercial from 1985 doing just that. Go for it, Josh. Nothing freshens carpets like Carpet Fresh. And now there's new wow. Carpet Fresh Scent 3, the only rug and room deodorizer with smoke out to fight tough smoking odors. Great rubber odors, too. New Carpet Fresh Scent 3 with smoke out. And it made me think, like, oh, that's, is that what, like, Febreze commercials are? Like, I never really think about that, but I'm like, yeah. They're just not saying it, but they're like, yeah, this is for, like, people that want to smoke. Not entirely, of course. Pet, pet <laughs> smells, other smells, but. You know, I'm, it was weird. Like I saw that commercial, I was like, "Wow, they really don't ever talk about smoking in commercials." Like no one smokes in the world of commercials. Yeah. Well, they, they I think there's a lot of legislation where you can't really put that shit out there anymore. 
because you yeah, don't want yeah. kids watching right it. obviously you can't advertise tobacco products yeah. and i'm sure they're yeah people it's a turn off you know to demographics or whatever maybe even uh maybe even a rule you can't have somebody smoking i don't know i i feel like i'm gonna be looking now in in commercials like see if i can see anyone smoking in the background yeah any anyone <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, you'll be hard pressed to find people smoking in a lot of movies now. Like they really limit the amount of people smoking in certain, you know, certain big movie companies and whatnot. And of course, uh, comic books too. Like, uh, yeah, Joe Quesada stopped Marvel when he when when did he become editor in chief of Marvel? Like he took shit. I don't know. <laughs> so you know, Wolverine stopped smoking cigars and. Nick Fury yeah. stopped smoking cigars. <laughs> what about John Constantine in DC Comics? They're like, fuck it, we're gonna let him keep smoking. Yeah, that, but that's he's probably doing that in like their eighteen and up. Yeah. Oh yeah, section. it's one of the Vertigo label yeah, comics. Right, right, right. So but, you know, it's funny you mentioned like you said, uh, just talk about getting rid of smoking and stuff. You remember those little uh, candy cigarettes that were out when we were kids? Yes. And you can't see those anymore because of stuff like that. Thanks, Obama. You just <laughs> you used to go around acting like you were smoking when you were a kid. I always got the ones that were bubble gum. Oh yeah, they just had like the a bubble a gum cigars. They were yeah, they, they were just had like a cigarette wrapper around them, like and to make it look like a cigarette, but you would take it off and it was gum. Yeah, and if you go to the ballpark to go watch a baseball game, or if you play little league, like probably big Eric chew. and I did, big chew, dude. You had to look like you were <laughs> chewing a chaw, man. So, see, when I was a kid, I just went straight tobacco. I skipped past. <laughs> He's like, "Fuck you, give me <laughs> yeah, the no, Levi I, Garrett." Yeah. I'm not a child. Big Chief, the best. I'm gonna. I just. <laughs> I. It took me a long time to to get off the the chaw. And then puke over all over everybody at the fair <laughs> when you start the spinning fair. around and around. <laughs> <laughs> Go check out our Sandlot episode way back, I don't know, last year sometime, but yeah, we talked back about in that. The day. But, uh, let's talk about Billie Jean. Let's get to Billie Jean, yes. And this, uh, you know, again, this movie opens all too familiar. Uh, trailer park, uh, a lot of memories of growing up in a trailer park for me, so that's probably another reason I identified with this movie. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, you saw, like, that was the thing that kind of struck me watching it this time was how it didn't look like a Hollywood version of a trailer park to me. You know what I mean? It's not like it was a set that was built or something that was dressed up like it was a real, a real place. So, but I had a lot of good memories from that because like, uh, putter and Ophelia, you know, you make those friends in the trailer park and you become family. Sure. Yeah. It's know, like a, it's like a little micro community. Oh yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. And there's you, certainly you relationships to be made there. But yeah, I, uh, I remember moments where my mom had to go to town we, and she needed a ride. Somebody had a car. They would take people mm -hmm. uh, from all the trailer park in the town, go grocery shopping or all run errands or all the adults went out and had drinks and all the kids went to one house and just <laughs> hung out, <laughs> rode our bikes around, climbed trees, you know, and that's what that reminded me. I think it like uh, Josh, I mean, this, I can relate to this movie because that's how I grew up. Yeah. Yeah. So. And I'm sure you can relate to it being hot as hell in Texas and wanting to go to the fucking Fuck. the swimming hole somewhere and with your sister, <laughs> with your sister, <laughs> uh, little baby Christian Slater, man. This Ooh. is his first movie. Yeah. First movie. Like, wow, man. I, I think this is probably one of the first times I ever saw him, too. It had to have been one of the first times. Um, the other one would have been Gleaming, Gleaming the Cube. Gleaming the Cube. Yep which he doesn't look much older in that movie either, but I think it's, you know, four or five years later. I'm sure you can relate to it being hot down in Texas, which they kind of convey through this movie all throughout. They say 
say some like it hot. Well, some of you are going to burn today. You know, always sweating. It's always hot. It's the summertime. Um, which we can relate to from being in Panama City as well, sure, because sure. It's I, always I can honestly say, of living in both places, it's hotter here. And I, and I put something together here too. Uh, Jason is actually Binks in this movie, and I'll explain myself. <laughs> Jason, where do you live? Texas. What is the perfect weather conditions for you, Jason? Fucking cold. Why don't we go to Vermont? They'll never find us there. Somewhere like Vermont? Vermont or Montana, <laughs> Colorado, somewhere. Where Last question. Okay. What's your favorite ice cream flavor, Jason? Fucking vanilla. But strawberry? God, Binks, don't you ever get tired of vanilla? And he can't get enough <laughs> no, vanilla in this fucking movie. Fucking He's strawberry. So he gets a strawberry milkshake. <laughs> and I can tell you this much. That's a fucking lie. Because if you go to a Sonic, because I believe that's a Sonic that they're at, there's no way they're going to be out of fucking vanilla. It's Texas. It's like a restaurant running out of Dr. Pepper in Texas. It don't <laughs> happen. But when the so. milkshake explodes, it looks like vanilla. Am I crazy? It does not look like a strawberry shake. Yeah, by it doesn't, yeah, it's not pink enough for strawberry at all. I mean, at this point, you're already losing a full star from that. <laughs> you can't on. even get the color of the milkshake get the right. Milkshake Come right. on. But this movie opens on a a trope that was very popular throughout the '80s of the 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 males chasing females, mm-hmm. and and I'm sure it's been popularized past the '80s and before it. But like, I remember seeing so much of this in the movies I watched as a kid. Of the guys chasing after the girls down the street, and then there's some sort of debacle between them. And I don't know, like this one, Hubie Pyatt. Pyatt this yeah. dude is a fucking bleh. Dude, that's our that's our guy from Top Gun later. He's not even as bad as like your usual like rapey guy. Like he actually, his dad. No, that's really Mr. Pyatt. His, that's Mr. yeah. His dad is but the I mean, character he, for that here. Hubie's just an idiot, you know. Uh, yeah, he's a spoiled rich kid. First of all, my first note in this movie was like this. I've never seen this movie. I'm like this. This is like the '80s, like super '80s. Like everything <laughs> yeah. about this is super '80s. The music, okay. the tropes, the like. We've watched a lot of '80s movies. And this is like I it's I I'm hard pressed to think of a, a movie that is more quote unquote 80s than than this. Yeah, you've got a mall, you've got the clothes, the fashion, the music, the montages. It's just oozing. And I think that's why when you watch it as at a young age, like Jason and I did, mm-hmm. like that that's probably why there's such a like that's what we associate with the 80s as well as like sure, yeah. the way the mall looks in this movie and the way the kids acted and whatnot um but yeah i mean that's that's why this movie is cemented like in my brain like it is just a quintessential 80s movie is it a is it a fantastic masterpiece of a movie no, no. but you don't get more 80s than this movie right here. no it's hard to yeah i can't i couldn't i couldn't try to challenge it i wouldn't i mean and it feels a lot like those like like jason talks about the wraith a lot you lose lose your car like i can kind of see similarities for between this and the wraith although the wraith is more of a sci-fi movie of course it's definitely a very 80s feels sci-fi movie 
But yeah, you definitely had a lot of a lot of movies that felt like this at that time. And there was I think that's why this one may get lost in the shuffle a little bit is because it's not it's not as popular as something like The Breakfast Club or your quintessential like cemented 80s classics. I think if if it's, you know, if it's forgotten, it's because it's not very good. We're going to disagree with you on that. <laughs> But that's what happens when you're an adult watching movies like AKA guy over here just watch Highlander as an adult. He thinks it sucks, but I hate you. Good. That is a perfect way to stop. I, you right. know what? You're right. There's the nostalgia is not there, but also I think this movie is really geared towards like young teenage girls. It kind is. Kind of tweeners, yeah. you know, like absolutely. This is, is a, this is a, this is a girl power movie. Uh, I, honestly, it plays like with the goofiness and the silliness of some of the stuff, like her demanding the money when she's mm -hmm. so in deep legally at this point, $600 <laughs> even then is like not even the point, right? Right. Uh, I mean, she escapes using marbles, right? So, well, like, I mean, there is some like real camp in this movie, mm -hmm. but then oh, yeah. at the same time, so you it, like, sorry, just I would just want to say like, it plays like almost like a a kids movie, like a maybe even like a Disney movie or like a Nickelodeon movie or something like this for twelve year old, thirteen year old girls. But then there's also like uh, an attempted rape scene that's kind of heavy. There's some other stuff in there. Her, her like, finding herself and feeling yeah. that she can be her own self and be who the hell she wants to be just because she's a girl. Right. It's like a women's empowerment story, yeah. but it, yeah. it feels like a kid's movie sometimes and then sometimes it feels like it's not a kid's movie and yeah. that's where I get kind of weirded in this and I didn't well, totally click with it. You know, Again, that kind of was the appeal to me when I was younger watching this is it felt a little like a movie that I would be watching on Disney but it also had some darker themes that it was like, ooh, I, I don't know if I should be watching what's going on in this scene yeah. here, but it's in this movie and I'm allowed to watch it. And, you know, th that sort of thing. Yeah, interesting. And yeah, I mean, it, it goes like there's a particular scene in here that we're going to talk about uh, where it goes from really fucking heavy to a comedic beat. And I'm like, that does not work at all. I'm curious what you're going to say, honestly. Cause, okay, well, we'll get to well, it here in just a little well, bit. Well, but like you're talking about the kid thing, because I mean, toward the beginning of the movie, you got Helen Slater trying to get dressed to go to town, and she just takes her shirt off right there in the middle of the trailer park. First 10 yeah. seconds. All, yeah, no, first 10 seconds. Okay. Yeah. I'm glad you said that, Jason, because that was one of my notes was the beginning of this movie, um, you know, for a movie that's kind of making a, a statement about like a girl finding herself, taking control of her mm -hmm. sexuality. Mm -hmm. Uh, punishing those who have objectified her and, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. This movie objectifies her in the beginning a lot. And and it's when she looks really young. I, I was curious. On the poster, it says she was 17. Billie yeah. Jean was mm -hmm. 17. Okay. Uh, the actress was, I think, in her early 20s. Yeah. Right. But, but these early scenes this is supposed to be a 17 year old. And like, she is like hypersexualized, like her outfits, the braless shirts, wet shirt, all this stuff. If I was, you know, a, a, a kid watching this, my head would have exploded. <laughs> like, 
Which it was like, holy me. mackerel. And then you're continuing to make my case for someone <laughs> yeah, who saw this. Yeah, is... yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. For me, That's now, why... for me now, as a father with a teenage daughter, right. I want to like run over with a blanket and like wrap her up. And like, yeah, I, it's, it's, it's a different experience, but, uh, and then not only does the filmmaker sexualize her a lot in those early scenes where she looks yeah. like an innocent child with the hair down and the, her, you know, her, she looks, she has this innocent look about her where she just looks like a kid. Um, even the cop, the first thing he says to her is like, Billie Jean, you're a very pretty girl. Even the good guys in this movie are, are oogling her. Are, yeah, yeah, are, are just infatuated with her the whole time. So it's a weird thing where it, its message is good, but I don't know, maybe it's just the time difference watching it now. I'm sure that's yeah. a big part of it. If you're just looking at the way she's shot, the way she's filmed earlier mm -hmm. in that movie, I think it kind of works against its own message a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Well, there, there's a lot of stuff in here that works against its own message. Like Mr. Pyatt, he, he's cashing in on the sexual nature of her at this point. Right. He's somehow got a picture of her swimming. <laughs> oh, the, the guy had a camera. Oh, right. Yes. When they're at the lake here, okay. um, where, awesome. where it looks like they should have uh, been in a scene from Creep Show 2. <laughs> yes. Um, I'm glad you said that. Yes. <laughs> There's one of the guys with Hubie that's got a camera and he snaps a picture right. as she's coming up. You're right. But I did notice a difference in when, she, when she's getting out of the water in the beginning of this, it is a very teeny tiny shirt, almost to the fact where it like exposes her when she gets out of the water. Mm -hmm. In the photo that they have of her, it's like a half-cut T-shirt almost. Like, it's not nearly as skimpy looking oh, as it was. Interesting. So it's less in the poster. I thought yeah. you were going to say yeah. it's more in the poster. Oh. But, yeah, but speaking of the floating dock, like uh, we mentioned earlier, after learning that her and Christian Slater were not brother and sister, because that part where he's sitting behind her. Yeah, that mm -hmm. shot. And looking right at her ass times you have to hear this it gets hot but not like this and the thing is is he was very attracted to her <laughs> yes and he thought it was fate that they would get married because both of their last names were slater <laughs> i mean she's beautiful yeah she's i mean i i know her mo most from this but also supergirl yeah you know of course from? supergirl yeah uh, I mean, that's the only thing i know her from Really. Actually, oh, yeah. I remember from this and the Michael J. Fox movie, The Secret of My Success. Mm. Yep. Yep. She's in that as well. Yeah, that's I, I love that movie. I don't know what it is. It's just a cool, fun movie to watch Michael J. Fox. So and she's still doing Superman stuff now with the CW Superman show. And yeah, she whatnot. was in it. Yep. So oh, really? That's cool. Um that'd be a fun movie to talk about on here. Oh. I used to watch the shit out of that movie when I was younger. I've never enjoyed that movie at all. <laughs> Supergirl, we can talk mean? about. Yeah, it's, dude. You got that, and you compare it to the first two Christopher Reeves Superman movies. Oh yeah, Boop. it's garbage. Oh, sure, <laughs> it's sure. way down here. But it's like, like the Marvel universe. It like exists in the same cinematic universe. Yeah, right? doesn't it? Yeah, I guess. If I'm being completely honest, I think I've probably seen Supergirl more than I've seen any of the Superman movies. <laughs> Take that man's card away from him. <laughs> if that tells you anything about me. <laughs> I've actually seen Superman four more times. I've seen Supergirl and that movie is atrocious. Destroy Superman. But back to Billie Jean. 
Dude, that is an awesome car. Too bad they got it painted multicolor, but that is a convertible Hemi Cuda, I do believe. Mm. I knew you were going to geek out about the car. Dude, man. that car is sweet, but not only that, it's old Dodge Mopar power. Dude, I love that shit. And I forgot that car was in here, and I saw it. I was like, oh, that car. But douchebags are driving it. They ruin it because this douchebag's driving it. Yep. And uh, they still his scooter hey leave it fart face and then you get the like you said the skimpy outfit hopping out of the water again over sexualizing her like eric said the bastard don't worry we'll get back yeah i mean it was here when she runs up on ophelia and uh and putter when they're watching tv and whatnot it's another spot where you get that sense of the community in the trailer park yeah. and whatnot look at those tits <laughs> <laughs> okay i want to bring up something I'm from Texas, and uh, if y'all watch the show, y'all hear my voice. We do not all talk like the people from this movie because <laughs> Helen Slater's accent, she's even said she hated it because it is so bad. I was curious <laughs> if you were going to say anything about some of these accents. Because even Ophelia, hers is even worse. She always talks like that. No, oh, you're right. There's. I wrote down one of her lines because I thought it was so funny. When you're rich, food isn't supposed to taste like what it is. Yes, yes I wrote that yes. one down later. Yes. I'm like, oh my God. And it's we, like just laying it on thick. Like, whoo. Oh. We've got the return of one of our favorite people that we've talked about on our show in recent episode. Yardley Smith is in this movie. Lisa Simpson. <laughs> be, be one of the greatest entertainers of all time as lisa simpson and also like the worst part of every movie she's in that i watch <laughs> this maximum I overdrive <laughs> i mean just it, it's nails on the chalkboard man yeah well not only Oof. that she was 20 years old playing a 14 year old yeah she did look yeah. really way older than everybody else yeah yeah but that's a that's a common thing with the it's 80s movies the 80s, we talk about that all the time look, but she old. didn't look 14 just because she's short doesn't make her 14 her face looked nothing like a 14 year old i think i well i mean her look maybe but like i still i think she plays the part well enough to where i believe she's a teenager I mean, she she's very childish in most of this. Please, mom never lets me buy anything. And then there's the unfortunate circumstance that we're introduced to the uh, couple handful of cases of child abuse going on in yeah. this movie. Oh yeah, a, a running theme of abuse in this movie. This is about yeah. This is about overcoming your abuser. Where have you been? You go to your room and shut that door. And apparently the scene later when they when they uh, apprehend uh, Ophelia and Putter and the mom picks her up at the jail and slaps her. She really slapped Yardley Smith. Ooh, it sure looked like in that scene. So she's um, probably just annoying her. Like Yardley was <laughs> maybe. just annoying her. God, you shut up. <laughs> See, that's the thing. I I I know her mostly from these movies, so. I can only associate her that way because I didn't watch The Simpsons. That's crazy. I I know she's Lisa Simpson's voice, but like I mostly associate her with her 80s movies. Now, see, let me ask you guys a question, because even at her age, 17, whatever, you know, (laughs) they set up that the mom's not very present in this family. What time are you coming home? Late, I hope. Still, in the circumstances that you have going on. 
Wouldn't you go to your mom first? Well, they did. They, they, they took, they talked to her mom. I'm relieved that darn bike is gone. This is also and, after talking to the police and talking to the yeah. police. So they did. And then they went, well, we're, we're a bunch of fucking kids. Nobody's going to listen to us. Josh, we're going to take the matters in our own hands. Yeah. Did you watch this movie? I like that it does establish that she did attempt to do the right thing by going to the police. My dad left him some insurance money. Hubie won't bring it back. How do you know? Because he's a fucker. That's how I know. And then even as you go through this, Peter Coyote's character even admits, like, after everything goes down. I think I blew this one. Like, he realizes he probably should have done something when she came in. Yeah. So I like that they set that up and that there's kind of a relationship they build with them throughout this movie. Whereas, you know, he he knows that there's something off here. Let's talk about uh, motor scooters. They didn't do what they're being said. That's being said that they did. Mm -hmm. And he wants to help them, but they just keep getting themselves in deeper and deeper, you know? Yeah. Yep. And that's another thing about 80s movies that is, is almost a trope is like, 80s movies always made you believe that the littlest thing you did was going to like get you thrown in jail <laughs> and the cops were going to come after you like like shooting someone. Well, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> don't tear the tag off your mattress. The cops are coming. Yeah. So they went to the police. Smart kid move. Went to the parents. Smart kid move. Goes to go talk to Mr. Pyatt. Almost gets raped. Accidentally shoots Mr. Pyatt. That's <laughs> when. Yeah. You're like, oh, you don't go upstairs. Never. I mean, did, didn't your mom and dad teach you? Okay, yes. This is he how might... we know. This yeah. is it's movies like this is how we know not to go upstairs. For this, yeah. everyone just go, yeah, let's go upstairs. I mean, seriously though, like if you think about like growing up at that time, like that's when we were being educated about yeah. stuff like that, right? Don't you think? That you drive them boys crazy, don't you? Come on, Mr. Pop. That'd be cute if I was a female. Get the yeah. fuck out. Well, she's naive, <laughs> Leave. You know? She's a kid. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and, and, and she knows Hubie's a piece of shit. Yeah. It's like, why would, why would his dad be any different? Now the dad does try to, you know, he bullies, make he bullies his, his son. Yeah. He, well, he bullies his son, but he's also like, you know, that, that comment he makes about Hubie where he's like the truth and Hubie have never got along or something like that. But he's also, you know, he, he's, you know, he's baiting her is what he's doing. Right. Yeah. But, but yeah, but this is where it also sets up the kind of the class divide stuff here is, you know, she's from the trailers. You know, he comes in and he's like, don't believe him, dad. She's from the trailers. God, <laughs> you know, you guys are killing me with these uh, Texas accents. He's going to pay her $600, but we're going to do rape layaway. The layaway plan. Stop. I'm going to give you $50 today. No. And every time you come back, I'm going to give you a little bit more. Well, were you guys, you've seen this before. I, I knew that someone was going to interrupt that scene, right? Like, you know, you kind of, oh, yeah, know you see it, you know, it's brother's going to come. This is, it's not going to go about, all the right? way through. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm like, it kept going further than I thought it would. Oh, yeah. To the point where he's got his hands all over and it's like, oh my God, somebody step in here for God's sake. Yeah. He's Ugh. got her like in a bear hug from oh. behind and you're like, oh shit, is it going to happen? And then, uh, but, Binks comes in and breaks in the register to get his money and find a handgun. You know, there's some decisions that are made in this that obviously it was like, okay, you're only going to get yourself in more trouble if you do this. Why, why would you continue to go down that road? But I think it also does a really good job of conveying that these are fucking kids and they're making dumb decisions because they're kids. 
And then you also you also don't come into the store, open the cash register, and grab the gun out of it and put your fucking fingerprints all over it. Did you guys notice that he points the gun right at his face? Oh, he looked right down the barrel, yeah. <laughs> he looks right down the barrel. Which I think is actually pretty cool. It's pretty funny. It's pretty cool to do. Like, it's a cool thing to do. No, no, no. no I'm kidding. No, no, it's not. It's empty. That it wasn't loaded. So we talked about Ophelia briefly. When she pulls up to the fucking shell store and then she's backing in or parking or whatever she's doing, but when she stops the car, she goes, I am amazing. (laughs) (laughs) That shit made me laugh so hard. She does have some of the best lines in this. She has the best one-liners in the whole movie. But yeah, I mean, this is also a really silly thing that they do. With, it just kind of sets up how how much they are kids. Is when they're. What are you doing? I need gas. My dad checks the gauge every time I come home. Are you out of your mind? Keep going. What does that matter? We just shot somebody. Yeah, yeah. You can't stop what? for gas. Gas yeah. was uh, one oh five. Yeah, I wrote that down. <laughs> I wrote it down. It's a dollar five. I'm like, it's, it's funny because I, I, yeah. Yeah, what's funny is, is you know we're old when we're reminiscing about how cheap gas was 40 years That's ago. That's exactly what I was about to say. We're a bunch of old fuckers. <laughs> we're paying attention to the gas and movies. Thanks, Obama. But it also <laughs> but it also reminds me of my childhood because, see, that was down in Corpus Christi. That's a tourist town. So up here, it was probably like 70 cents. Mm-hmm. So now, no, uh, that's barely a gallon and a quarter. Take <laughs> a gallon and a quarter of gas. But uh, we get better mileage now. Sure. It offsets. <laughs> it offsets a little bit. Yeah. It does. Yeah. What do you guys think of the size of this duffel bag that Potter uh, Potter, Potter decides to bring? <laughs> you could hide a fucking body in that duffel bag, dude. That's an old she, army bag, dude. Yeah, you could pack that thing. But she, she brought she, her whole marble collection. Yeah, I'm about to say <laughs> she took the essentials, clothes and marbles. One of many montages in this movie. Another mm-hmm. heavy eighties thing. So many montages. Like too many like <laughs> i think you could take at least one out there's a lo- a really long one towards the end where she's traveling with all the girls yes. yeah. it's like okay you made your point you don't have to you definitely don't have to joan of arc her in the in this fucking uh, basement or whatever she goes in and everybody's looking down clapping at her it's like this is where this movie goes a little overboard yeah there's like a fully Full underground network of people of supporters. Oh, it's, it's the Billie Jean <laughs> Underground Railroad. Yeah, <laughs> but we're gonna keep moving you around. Like she's like a cult leader all of a sudden. So let me let you know, Eric. Like I can see watching this as an adult for the first time. You just watching this and going, "Oh my god, really?" Like they're gonna do like it, it. It is pretty generic, and you see where it's going the entire time. Well, when it's when it's doing goofy kid stuff like the marbles. I start thinking of it a certain way and I go and I kind of get it. more. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then it pulls out into something that doesn't feel like a kid's movie anymore. Now we're feeling like we're in a real drama almost. Hey, you remember where you could buy toy guns that looked like real guns? I oh, do. Yeah. Oh yeah. I had, I had shitloads Hell of them. Yeah. I, lo- I fucking love toy guns when I was a kid. Hell As yeah. a matter of fact, go back and listen to our top four movie guns episode. We just did that <laughs> yeah. last week. I'm going to so. say Ghostbusters proton pack. 
that's not a gun. That's a gun. It's not a gun. It's, it's a not gun, a guys. Dude, the old cap guns, the smell of them when you uh, pull them. Yeah. Pop, 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 pop. We're just dating ourselves this entire that's episode, okay. guys. That's what everyone loves, man. Nostalgia. Well, we're talking about the fucking 80s, one of the best decades ever. But our, or better yet, remember the revolver ones? They had the six shots. And you put yeah. them in there, little plastic ring. Yeah. Those were more fun because you felt like you were reloading Loading. when you had oh, to change yeah. that thing out. And you had real metal Tonka trucks, too. Yeah. And it had some <laughs> weight to it. And it was built in America, goddammit. Damn you, Obama. <laughs> Damn it, Barack Hussein Obama. Ah! Everything used to be metal. Now everything's plastic. <laughs> I got my, my, I'm drinking microplastics over here. I ate microplastics for dinner. Yeah, ah. didn't they just recently find that we have plastics in our blood now? Oh yeah, because we got we're, so much. We're plastic. all basically plastic. Whatever. We're plastic. We're, we're we're walking Barbie and Ken at this paper point. plastic. Yeah. Plastic. That's the experiment, guys. We are actually the bishops, and people are watching us. I don't know what he's talking about. I don't, I've lost him. Okay. I don't know. That's right. Uh, <laughs> they hold on to this $608 way too long, dude. Like, Bubi, that's for you. $608. She's at a point where she's she's got attempted murder, possibly mm-hmm. charge, right? Kidnapping, all these different things, robbery. There, There's a manhunt, a statewide manhunt after her yeah. and she says but i want the 608 dollars, and i want mr pot to give it to me that ain't gonna make it any better well yeah where, where's that <laughs> what do you mean that you can't your your brother's gonna go to jail for a long time i have like multiple notes throughout the film 608 dollars again Look, we're getting the money that's what this is all about still she does not quit on that eric and that's all we want fair is fair how is that fair? <laughs> What's fair about them going to jail it's and getting six hundred? It does not. And when she like after the haircut, we're, we're getting ahead of ourselves. But like after the haircut, after all this, where she's supposed to be like, she's different now. She's like a superhero almost. She's she's a legend. I'm like, OK, let's see what she's got to say. Six hundred eight dollars for the scooter your son trashed. Now it's still the six hundred dollars. How can it still be the six hundred dollars? <laughs> Even back in nineteen eighty five, like six hundred and eight dollars is the most absurd amount of money to to go this kind of bonkers about. Yeah, if it's like ten grand, you know, yeah. oh, come on, but six hundred and eight dollars, but I don't understand, you know, being poor it's the principal six hundred six hundred eight dollars a lot of damn money. Okay, I just looked it up. Okay. It six hundred and eight dollars to now with inflation mm-hmm. would be $1,609. Yeah. Now, yes, that's a lot to kids who live in a trailer park. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Still. by the time you're looking at years in prison, right. You know, that's not relevant anymore. And I get that it's, it's, it's about making things right. She, you know, she should require more than 600 dollars yeah. at that point she, her whole life has been turned upside down because of this mm-hmm. guy trying to rape her you know uh so yeah. by that point it should be i want my 608 and i want to we want to clear our names hello so. <laughs> <laughs> let's get to the mall they steal all kinds of shit the walkie talkies everything yes and then they leave ious the ious the marbles it reminds me of like home alone or something yeah yeah it does but 
Kevin in Home Alone is a little kid. He's not 17. Like some of the stuff she does in this movie and says, and for for someone who's supposed to be becoming a woman, in the, you know, that's the whole theme of the film is this girl is becoming a woman. Well, to I me. mean, look at it this way, Eric. But if she it does, was made oh, today. No, no, no. I'm not done. Yes. No, yeah. Oh, you, you're done. Oh, you shut the fuck today. up. She yeah, has the mentality of a 10 year old, which makes it even creepier when they sexualize her. And then she thinks like a 10 year old for the rest of the film. What? Ah. And then they hide in a miniature golf course like a child would. Yeah. <laughs> I have a theory about this, actually. Oh, oh. OK. You know, Christian Slater was in iRobot or not iRobot, uh, Mr. Robot. Mr. Robot. On USA, right? Okay, <laughs> Mr. Robot. That was Will Smith, Josh. Let's not. Yeah, let's, let's just not, not go there. I <laughs> didn't. Over. I didn't go there. But Christian Slater is is on Mr. Robot, yes. and in there, their little hideout is an arcade on the fucking Jersey Shore or whatever. Mm-hmm. You think that's so a reference? I have a theory that Binks is actually the character from Mr. Robot, grown up. I'd love to join you on this, but I haven't. I haven't seen. I only saw uh, most of the first season. I didn't finish it. So, Listen, people, if you have not watched Mr. Robot, what are you doing? Like, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what I'm doing. It's one of the best shows from the past decade, and I think it's not talked about enough. God damn well, it. we watch movies for this YouTube channel, so he can't watch Mr. Robot. Yeah, that's his excuse. That's what I was waiting for him. Actually oh, my excuse. That. Yeah, your excuse. Oh. Why don't you just keep my name out your fucking <laughs> mouth? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I knew you were. I'm setting you up. Thank you for doing it. Thank you. Thank you. Jesus Christ. Almighty. Oh, yeah. So but, and this mall, Sunrise Mall. You read my mind, Eric, because okay. I was just about to talk oh, about. Go the ahead. Mall. Tell me about Sunrise Mall. This is what I remember my first mall looking like. Oh. Like when I think back of the first time I saw a mall, it looked exactly like this fucking thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And what was our obsession with dark wood, everything and dark wood paneling? I don't know. Let's on go everything. back. I like it. Uh, hey, <laughs> look behind me. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. My house is I, 100 years old. Yeah, I was going to say that paneling. I have a feeling I know the approximate era that was put in. But yeah, my my house growing up was like that too. I mean, and you look at this mall and it makes you think of all the great malls. Chopping Mall makes you think of Dawn of the Dead. Dawn of the Dead. It makes you think of uh, Stranger Things. Stranger Things were obviously calling back to these very malls. Mm -hmm. But my mall didn't look nothing like that. The mall I had looks a lot like the one in Panama City. Yeah. Just one floor, but your standard store is in it. So a mall with I'm I didn't see a mall with levels to it till I was probably in my twenties. Uh, you know, I yeah. <laughs> probably true until I moved to Tallahassee at like Tallahassee. 18. Yeah, they're they're their mall. They had the two story one, but uh, it also reminded me of uh, Body Double. Check that episode out right here. I'm gonna just lay here and wallow in my fucking pity and drink Jack Daniels and jerk off and watch porno. Oh wait, I've seen that girl's ass before. Yeah. Mall action in that one, man. Eric's bringing up yep. some old shit, but yeah, this is where you get the whole thing where she's gonna go get her six hundred eight dollars and Pyatt's there. She thinks, but like I said, there's cops everywhere. Why didn't they just walk up and arrest there is her? no leverage to have some kind of handoff? We're gonna come in and get the six hundred dollars. Then what? 
What is the deal here? You have six hundred eight dollars, and then no, you're there's arrested. no deal. What is the deal? What's the deal with politics? When you when you have a deal, like it's like you have a hostage, right? They didn't have yeah. a hostage at this point. There's no hostage. No, they have no. So what is the deal? All. What are they? What are the cops paying them for? This doesn't make any sense. I think it's uh, Detective or Lieutenant Ringwald. He's feeling bad for what happened because he realized he fucked up by not doing his job. And he basically t- talks Mr. Pyatt into you just need to pay them the damn money. But, but why then? Why? Why all the cops? Why? It's like a sting operation. They're going to try gonna, to catch him. Yeah. Well, and, well, that's the other thing, too, is it's not it's not even Pyatt's money. Like the money he's going to give her is from the cop. Yeah, Mr., uh, Lieutenant Rewald. Mr. Pyatt never. He does not cave on paying her yeah. until the end of the movie. Listen, this is not a nitpick. This mall deal makes no sense. She has no leverage on her side. She's not offering anything at all, but to just walk up to them. It just doesn't make sense. And then, and then furthermore, instead of just letting them get captured, Hubie's dad, what's that asshole's name? Mr. Anyway, Pyatt. Hubie's dad. They just call him Mr. Pyatt. Just, oh, Mr. Pyatt just sends his goons after her, which in the middle of a police sting, like that's a legal issue too that doesn't, that's what I found a lot of issue with here this time. I can understand them trying to set her up. She's a kid. Maybe she's going to do this. Done. Like if that's the only way they can get her there, then okay. I understand them setting that up. Yeah. It's her. It's, it is her stupidity that you're talking about. Yeah. Like there's nothing to gain here, but like the fact that they let Pyatt do whatever he was going to do and have his goons there is completely ridiculous. Right. Agree. You dumb son of a bitch. She's like, no, you're the dumb son of a bitch for letting any of this happen. She was going to get like, arrested by the cops right there. Why yeah. send your friend and or your son and his goons like after her? Dude, it, none of it makes sense. There's numerous scenes like that in this movie that flat out don't add up at all. And I can't. Yeah. It's unforgivable. I want to know one thing, Josh. Uh, and when you do this episode, can you put a counter up here for how many times she hits somebody in the nuts in this movie? My next, my next note was she probably made Hubie sterile as many times as she kicked him in the balls. Yeah, I think got his friends, Mr. Pyatt. I mean, dude, it was just everybody got need in the nuts. Yeah, in this movie. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure she didn't do it to Lieutenant Rainwall. Should have got him too for well, being stupid. You know, it's a little on the nose, right? She's needing them in their privates. With the, that's what's motivating them, right? Their sexual organs, and she's attacking their sexual organs directly. It's pretty, pretty point blank right there in front of your face, eh? yeah, right yep. up in your face, <laughs> right there, right there. But no, the introduction of the toy gun, I think, is actually something that gives it a little bit of a different edge. Because, like, as you said, toy guns looked real enough back in the 80s. And I think, you know, Again, it's just one of those things where they made a stupid decision and they're just getting themselves in deeper and deeper. You're going to bring a toy gun into this and make it even worse. Yeah. And, I, you know, again, the cop is smart enough to know he figures it out. It wasn't a real gun, all that good shit. But how this gun plays up until the very end scene, mm. that makes no sense to me either. Yeah. It's like you're getting exactly what you want. Why keep involving this toy gun you have? Binks. Yeah. Binks doesn't really thinks if you know yeah. what i'm saying Binks don't think <laughs> binks don't thinks <laughs> binks don't thinks but the thing uh 
the uh, one thing I was gonna say is like in movies nowadays, if somebody pulls a gun on a cop, you're shot. Oh yeah. Well, I, I mean, mean that's, it, that's kind of what happens at the end. He pulls a gun and he's got snipers on him, and that's yeah. what they do. But like, I mean, right then and there, Lieutenant Ringwall should have pulled his gun and shot him. You know, not mortally killed. You know, mortally wounded. No, him, no, like in the- no, mortally. So. No leg shot. <laughs> Give me a break. No Shoot him in the pinky toe. Pinky toe. Center mass only. <laughs> a nice Billy Idol rebel, rebel yell fucking Dude. chase through the mall scene. No, no, not only that. The standard 80s drive the car through the barricade. Yes. Yeah. Escape. Why is there a barricade <laughs> to leave the parking garage? No one can leave it for some reason. Who cares? Doesn't matter. You've got to drive the car through oh. the barricade. It's I was fine happen. with that. I'm not nitpicking on the barricade. No problem. I like all the all the kids they interview after all the shit goes down at the mall. <clears throat> and you got the young kid, the girl, and the, the guy, the girl starts talking and she says her piece and he goes, well, there's a woman's perspective. <laughs> so well, that's douchey, man. That is one thing that I think is good in this movie is even from the beginning, you get the radio station, Jimmy mm-hmm. J or JJ, whatever. And, and, uh, and then you get the TV and we're using, it, it's actually an interesting commentary on court of public opinion and 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 media oh, yeah. and how media takes uh has a part in justice in the legal system mm-hmm. and whether you know you're assumed guilty or assumed innocent presumed you know guilty before you even see a judge or you know courtroom mm-hmm. um all the people making false stories uh the way we sort of are able to follow what what's going on by listening to the radio, by hearing TV reports, seeing the newspaper. Um, it's actually kind of rather poignant commentary. For on, this day and age. Like, like, yeah, and it, it still fits for nowadays. Like, you know. Like if this movie were a modern movie, it would be they're, they're doing all of this and they're posting it on YouTube. Right. TMZ is reporting you know? blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. Billy Jean, wherever you are, I love you. And they and they've got fifty million followers. Everybody's following them in on their crime tirade yeah. through through Corpus yeah, Christi. They're live Texas. streaming in the mall. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Dude, they need to remake this today. They could. Today. I think this this would be a candidate for a remake. Oh, there you go. I think do we think absolutely. it's a remake. I do. I I told Jenny I was like this could be remade and it could actually get kind of dark because it. Oh sure. Like I I actually kind of like the themes here where they continue to get deeper and deeper into trouble, and it is like you know. They still like by the end of this, they've committed some crimes, but it's nothing, you know, it's something you're going to look back on and regret. But like, I don't know. I think they could go darker with it and be like, they started out where like they, they really didn't do anything that bad, but the longer they went on, the more they got into, and it actually like turns their life into a complete black hole, you know, like, like like, start doing meth. That sounds like a real fun watch, Josh. Yeah, at the end they get AIDS. Yeah, great movie. Josh. Putters work. Put, putters work in the street corners in Corpus yeah. Christi. Yeah, it'd be know. the Euphoria A twenty four version of uh, Billy Jean, Jean is a is a prostitute. Yeah. Okay. You're disgusting. <laughs> this is horrible. Ah. Yeah. We, we, we leave the the mall with all these cops, and yet no cop call, cars follow this station wagon out of here. Yeah. And they say, no, they're driving through the rich neighborhood, just trying to find a place to stay, looking for a mansion. Hey, that looks empty. That house looks empty. And boy, do they get lucky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. The jackpot. 
But again, uh, again, okay, we're going to add breaking and entering to this list of shit that we've gotten right. ourselves into. In the, and all in the that, DA's it's the D- house. It's the DA's house. Yeah. <laughs> of all houses. Look at the draw in that sense. But the other sense is, oh, love interest time. <laughs> Which does, again, it conflicts with the theme of the film. Because he wants her just like the detective ogles her. Just like Hubie well, I wants think- her. He's a nice guy, but he's still immediately... He th- okay. Lloyd throws his life away for her in one day. Like he I literally think the intent. I believe the intent between Lloyd and Billy Jean <laughs> is the class divide stuff. Whereas he is a rich kid. Mm-hmm. She is a poor girl. Right. But she's hot. So it's OK to be poor. But let's talk about our buddy Lloyd, because like as a kid, you know, and then get becoming to I think I related to Lloyd because look at who he is Josh he's us this is why this movie it this looks- this scene is why this movie is because he's got <laughs> FX stuff everywhere it's because okay this the, is the mask this is the one reason yeah 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 he's got like movie eff- this is why you like uh those two guys from summer school or whatever well that's because it's just they remind me of me that's right. the part. That's it's, a part of Hollywood is to you to relate to the character. Right, right, right. And that's the thing is, is this movie is just a, a teen drama up until this point to where they get into this house. And then they spin this scene to be very horror movie esque. And it comes out of nowhere. I don't know how horror movie it, it for like a m- minute. Maybe there's like a little like what's going on in here. You've got her sneaking through the house, something moving in the shadows. You see something that looks like a fucking werewolf walking around the, the music. It's one of those things when you're a kid, you're like, what's going on right now? You don't break into mansions in the middle of the nice part of town and you hear the the, the sounds <laughs> of and all of that. And then you walk and you're like. There are fucking foam latex masks everywhere and horror memorabilia on the walls and shit. And then there's a guy in a full werewolf outfit that gets. <laughs> didn't he, she need him in the nuts too? I do. She hits him with with a fucking guitar. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Then uh, we find out the Wolfman has asthma. I almost choked. I love Lloyd in this, and uh, I mean, well, he's got one of those fucking bedrooms. Like oh. we've talked about on this show before, there's some kids that have the bedrooms in the movies that were awesome. And this was another one. Like you've got those sh- wire shelving with TVs and videotapes all over it. Horror movie shit yeah. everywhere. Like it looks like the Crypt Keeper's fucking basement in here. <laughs> and he's got you know? a water slide out to the pool from his bedroom window. Fuck yeah. Just makes it even fucking cooler. Yeah. It's like Pee Wee's fucking playhouse over here. Yeah, 85 this came out. I was eight. That yeah. guy was awesome as far as I Hell was yeah. concerned. Hell yeah. You. I was, and do you think that was a do you think that was a nod at Christine? Because his bed was like the back end of a fucking like caddy or something. I thought Christine came out after this. Oh, did it? I think it's around the same time, I think. Almost famous. Yeah, I know that, dude. I don't know them. I know her. You, haven't you ever heard of that guy with that guy who was in that movie that was out last year. I'm sort of famous for being almost famous. Who you got? Who you got? I did note that, that, you know, when we meet Lloyd, I went, hey, it's Arnie from Christine. Keith Gordon. Yeah, I know him from here. Christine and that movie with Rodney Dangerfield, Back to School. Jaws 2. He was in the sequel to Jaws. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. He was on the boat. He was one of the friends. He's uh, actually a, a, director. a director now. Christine yeah. was yeah. 83. 
Oh wow! And so this yeah. was eighty five. So Christine was before this. Yeah, was before and this. back to I school was after this as well. A year later. So we'll go ahead and say this was a nod to Christine. Christine I like it because Arnie Official. was in the movie. I mean, Helen Slater is kind of almost famous. I don't think she's a very well known actress at this point. But if you're a Superman fan, Supergirl fan, yeah, you probably recognize her. Actually, and if you're a Secret of My Success fan, yeah. Yeah, and if you're a Batman the animated series fan, she was the voice of Talia Al Ghul on there. So she's been part of the DC world for quite a while. I put Peter Coyote. That's who I did. Oh well, I'll go. You tell me about Peter Coyote, Jason. Well, I had him. uh, He was an uh, ET in Sphere. Uh, Mm -hmm. Patch Adams. He was uh, in there, and I remember from Law and Order: Criminal Intent. He was on there forever. His name still sticks out to me. Like I, Peter Coyote, I know that name. Oh uh, yeah, I, uh, definitely a familiar face. I had Dean Stockwell. That was my second my... one. Dean Stockwell. That was my number two. <laughs> Quantum Leap. Quantum Leap, bro. Quantum, he'll always Quantum be Leap. Al to me. I, yep. I know he's been in lots of other stuff, but he'll always be Al to me. And you know, I think Dean Stockwell is at a point now where, like, this generation probably really doesn't know. Will only know him from that sort of stuff, and like. I, he didn't really transcend into the newer stuff. He passed away recently, right? That's yeah. right. There's even talk about bringing that show back. Remember, because Sam never went anywhere. He went just left. Yeah, Sam never we, got we, home. We don't know Sam where he went, it. so you could totally come back. Hey, what if they said that uh, that Sam was just in the NCIS unit or the, uh, you know, the NCIS New Orleans, the, uh, what was the... Uh, the Star Trek Enterprise, those were yeah. all just Sam jumping into different bodies. All, <laughs> every every role that <laughs> he's still going that Scott Bakula <laughs> ever played since <laughs> Quantum Leap has just simply been Dr. Sam Beckett jumping into yeah. a different universe. But uh speaking of Dean Stockwell, dude, he even got an Oscar nomination for Married to the Mob. Mm. That's pretty I good. Was, I did not realize it until I looked that up. I was like, wow, that, he actually got a nomination. That's pretty cool. One of the little kids in this movie, just one of the random little kids looked really familiar to me. And I was trying to see if I didn't recognize any of the kids. There is one kid in this movie that stands out pretty, pretty prevalently. Christian Slater. No, <laughs> the kid that they give the videotape to and take into <laughs> the, the police station. Kid? Yeah. He's got hair? curly, curly ass red hair, a baseball t-shirt on jeans and fucking cowboy boots, bro. That kid is awesome. <laughs> Like, who gave you this? He's like, I don't know. <laughs> Probably gave him like a because remember, she had like a hundred Twix bars or something in Kit the Kats, uh, or Kit Kats yeah. in the back of the things. They probably just gave him some candy. Hey, take this into the cops. And what does he give the police? What does he give the police, you guys? Specifically, what does he give the police? A VHS tape. A VHS tape. Because, you know, whatever. It's just weird that they bring in this guy and he's okay that he's after her and yeah he's a nice guy he's willing to put his entire life on the line just to help her out in this insane situation by getting her deeper in trouble but it just doesn't feel right to me like at this point when she's cut her hair it's almost like she's um you know that's what we're about to right now she decides yeah, but he he helped her reach that point yeah he like lloyd he helped her you're telling me that. lloyd helped her just by saying i i have camera equipment by introducing her to joan of arc okay okay yes yeah, so that's true let's talk about joan of arc what is this metaphor working for you guys I, it doesn't make not sense not really 
like it inspires her, right? I get it. And yeah. uh, I think it's not... just really supposed to be inspiration for her. Sure, it is. And and and, it, and it's you know, men aren't taking her seriously because she's a woman. They see her as an object, not a person, not, you know. Mm-hmm. And right. when she cuts her hair, I feel like that's her taking control yeah. again, right? Right. Of her self and almost like desexualizing herself in a way, even though she does kind mm-hmm. of get sexier with the weird I think she's ho- almost hotter ins- with the short. She, well, she puts a ton of makeup on, too. It's more like a woman look than a girl look. Yeah. Right. She, but it's she weird. It's like, are a... you trying to desexualize yourself or are you trying to just be like a hot woman now instead of like a girl? It's obviously a girl to woman thing. But to me, the idea was that it was like that cutting the hair off, especially is is more like take me more serious as a person rather mm-hmm. than a woman or as a sexual object or something. Even though she's right. wearing a cut up scuba suit. That's right. But then she puts zipped. on a. Uh, a very sexy outfit and lots of makeup. So then it's like, oh, well, you're going to be sexy. You're doing both. This is where, again, like earlier, where she's filmed very sexily. Sexily? Sexily. Uh, in her, like, little girl, young girl look. And it's like, uh, who made this movie? Yeah. Who's the director? Matthew what? Robbins. A man. Who also made one of the like sweetest movies I've ever seen in my life. Batteries not included. Dude, I love that I movie. Watch that one. <laughs> Dude, that shit will make you cry. That movie will make you cry. You're a grown man. You're gonna he cry. Dire- he didn't direct much, but he directed this and Batteries Not Included and some other TV stuff. Well, he wrote Batteries Not Included and Crimson Peak and Mimic and Dragon Slayer. He wrote uh, the Sugarland Express, uh, one of uh, Spielberg's first movies. Mm-hmm. I don't know really what she hoped to accomplish with these videotapes just to like make it. Oh, I'm, I'm a different person now and I'm not going to stand for this fair is fair. This is why a a remake could fix some of these issues. Like putting, having a a new look is interesting. She almost like brands herself. It you're, you're right. Her making this look for herself in this video. I'm not a liar. I'm not a thief. And neither is my brother. At no point in any of this, the video and, and stuff that she does, she never says that the, the dad. As for you, Mr. Pyatt, you are so sleazy. Yay! She just lets everyone continue to assume that they shot this guy in cold blood. Fair is fair. Yeah. So what's the point? What's the point of the haircut? Fair is fair. What's the point of the new outfit, the scuba gear? Fair is fair. Fair is fair. Fair is fair. <laughs> and then all the kids are like, yeah, fair is fair. Well, this whole the kids following her stuff it, it happens really fast it's really silly watching it now i thought it was really fucking cool when i was a kid and then but like the scene where the kids come get her and take her to get the kid out of the guy's house i don't know what constitutes this like how did she become this she's not a superhero she's right, a like, she's a, a a person on the run from the police why would you call them to come save and they all follow her like she's Forrest Gump walking down the street. <laughs> but it becomes like Bonnie and Clyde. Like Bonnie and Clyde, yeah. They were they they robbed banks, they killed people and everything yeah. like that. But people looked up to them and idolized them like they were superheroes, like where they would travel. People took care of them, people hid them, people fed them, people worked on their cars. Because yes, all that makes sense because they want to help them. Uh, but did well, they, they want to help Bonnie them. and Clyde and say, Hey. 
intervene but, in this situation. But they may have, but that's the thing they have is like, hey, I'll hook you up, but hey, this guy really owes me some money or something here. Can you help me out? They could have done something like that. You never know because they were, you know, just stealing from the rich people. But I mean, they were still. I, I understand the following. I do. Like people yeah. are inspired by her standing up to whatever the patriarchy or the, the rich or whatever. I get like why she gets a following, but why they expect her to walk in by herself. A 17 year old girl, she's going to walk in and, and confront a, a drunken like lunatic. Because it's the legend ability. She can do things like this. She's uh, run away from the cops. They're scared of her. Uh, remember, supposedly they robbed a store that they didn't do. You yeah, know, yeah. This, she's, the story she's, is growing like she's superhuman and she can do things like this. Yeah, yeah, I, I get it. It's just I, and the, their kids the last, like and their kids and they're dumb. And that's that's what you go back to everywhere in this movie. The thing about this thing with the kid and her taking the kid out of the abusive household. That was right? awesome. That it, well, that, that it happens that way. Yeah. That's that scene. The weight on that scene is too heavy for the movie it's in. Yeah. Because right. it's played real heavy at the beginning, and then it ends on the on the comedic beat of. Are you thirsty? I got some soda out back. Like, oh yeah, it doesn't work. <laughs> no, it doesn't right. fucking right. work, man. You're right. It's another example of like a adult themes being in like a kid movie, and it yeah. feels out of place. It's like, what is what kind of movie is this? But the part I want to get to is right after this, when you know that she's out there with all the the kids and everybody's cheering her on, and then the truck drives by. And he's like, hey, she's worth $10,000 or whatever. Did you recognize the girl in the truck, Josh? Yes, Stretch from Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 2. Oh, shit. This scene is absolutely fucking stupid. Yeah. He opens fire on a carload of kids. One of them is a hostage, as far as he understands. I'm just going to shoot the tire. (laughs) <laughs> and the fact that he continues to and like like lean out of the truck to shoot at them like it is it is i i, I kind of understand what they're going for with like with, with what how that goes down but it's a little just too fucking over the top it, it, it just it's ridiculous okay no what's over the top is we've already got some themes in this movie and what does what is the result of this car chase shootout Putter gets her period. Putter gets her period, which we think is a is a bullet wound. Yeah. At first. <laughs> yeah. The tone. The yeah. tone's a little off go, at this oh, point. <laughs> Putter, you've become a woman. Oh God, no, no. Then they bathe her and they wrap they her in a blanket. Yes. Yeah, so th- this movie is all over the place. <laughs> God damn. When can I get a diaphragm? Yeah, yeah, she's ready to go. Oh, like, whoa! Well, she was talking about titties. I do think this is the moment where they really realize how serious things have gotten when, like, random people are opening opening fire on them. Yes. Because you know you've got Binks in the back of the car, and he's like, "This is the first," and where he's been kind of like real kid nonchalant, like about a lot of what's going on. This is the first time you're really seeing him like say he was scared of what was happening. Yeah. Oh yeah. And they. You know, but again, they make another dumb decision to resort to stealing a fucking car. It's not stealing, it's borrowing. Oh, so what do we do? Leave an IOU for a car? Add one more thing to the list of shit. Well, and they tried to say it says, hey, uh, Billie Jean's the one that's against it. She's like, hey, we don't need to be stealing cars. 80s runaway montage. This was was uh, the one montage that I would cut 
Oh god, and that, that kind of leads forever. into the her like escaping with fans and stuff, but it just goes on forever. Like, uh, yeah. I, like another montage. Ugh. Yeah, I mean, show her, show her, get into a couple of cars and whatnot. Like, we get the idea. We know what you're going for here. You don't have to drag it out for over a fucking whole Pat Benatar fucking invincible okay. uh, <laughs> montage. But Jason, uh, you've met Pat Benatar, haven't you? Yes, I have shook her hand and hugged her neck and met her husband. And he's a badass fucking guitar player. No, uh, I used to work at Cypress Gardens uh, theme park in uh, Winter Haven, Florida. And uh, she did a uh, concert there. And uh, she she is by far my favorite memory of being a stage manager because she hung out in the trailer. Uh, Non-rock star person I've ever met. Because I met some people that are not on her level that acted like total rock stars cool ass fucking lady so every time i hear pat benatar i was like she was definitely one of my favorite memories hell yeah work, working with entertainers she was so fucking cool that's very cool pat benatar if you're listening thank you yes you were awesome thank you <laughs> ladies and gentlemen pat benatar, pat benatar. <laughs> on the show <laughs> it was better than it was better than when i met ashley simpson so <laughs> that was kind of weird Ooh, that's a story for another time until then jason Whose tagline is it anyway? Yay! Whose tagline is it anyway? All right, it's a game where the taglines are made up and points don't matter. Let's go. Points do matter, and I'm going to argue with you until you fucking get that through your skull. Whatever. We play to win here, right, Eric? Right. <laughs> Especially me. Exactly. Let's see if these guys have figured out if Hollywood wrote it or I wrote it. Here we go. Let's see. The girl who became a legend. I'm going to say Jason wrote that. Yeah, me too. I did. Jason! 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 (laughs) Dude, that actually is kind of weird. (laughs) (laughs) Because I've heard that in other aspects of my life, but not on this show. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, let's see. Jason. Yeah, 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 you do. Another Texas legend, dot, 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 Billy Jean. You wrote that. You wrote that. I did. <laughs> Jason! 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 <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I can listen to that. That's like disturbing. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, oh, let's see. Uh... <laughs> Good God almighty. <laughs> I ain't even said anything yet. <laughs> uh, the last thing she ever expected was to become a hero. I think Jason yeah, wrote I that. Too. I think you wrote You're it. wrong. Hollywood wrote it. Ah, oh, oh, fuck. I'm sorry. That's the wrong answer. <laughs> All right. Final one. Fair is fair. I think that's real. I think Jason wrote it. Eric wins. I wrote it. Hollywood. Yes. Yes. It's a sticker on the VHS, man. It's a tagline. It was not on the taglines on IMDb because there was a list of them like this damn long and none of them were fair as fair. So finally won one. Yeah. (sighs) All right. Who would you recast (laughs) as Billie Jean? Just off the top of your head real quick. Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito. I could buy that. He plays every character (laughs) in the movie. (laughs) <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> one man play 
Danny, by oh. Danny DeVito. There you go. I'm going to say Dame Judy Dench. <laughs> I think Helen Mirren would be a good Billie Jean. How about the brothers of Samuel L. and Michael? They can... <laughs> I... Uh. Oh, God. I'm imagining Die Hard. You know Johnson and Johnson yeah. in Die Hard? You'd have Samuel L. Jackson and Michael L. Jackson in those roles. You said Michael related. L. Jackson? I said Samuel L. You Jackson. You said Michael L. Jackson after that, I think. And so it was Michael Larry Jackson. Michael right? Larry Jackson. Fans know. Real fans know. So she goes on the run, and the whole time she's going on the run, it's just to get back home. No, to find beans. I wanted to ask you guys about that because they make it seem like she's trying to get out of Texas and right. whatnot. It seems like that, these kids are just driving her around Corpus Christi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She just ends up back at the golf place. Yeah. Like, I remember as a kid thinking that she was like halfway across right. uh, halfway across America yeah, or something. She's headed to the and border. No, she's right back at the fucking. Yeah. yeah, she's right back at the damn golf course where she started. Dude, the amount of people that picked her up, she could have rode to Houston by that point. This yeah. movie has so many things that make no sense. You just go with it and it happens. Like if you try to think at all, it falls apart immediately. Worse than like, I mean, this is up there with, <laughs> shut up. This is up there with like, uh, <laughs> say it, say it. What's it called? One crazy summer where like they had the deal for the money in the boat. None, none of it made sense that put this in the, in the, this isn't as bad as one crazy summer. No, there's a movie that is worse than them all. At the very least, it 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 has a couple things to say that make that are are good. Yeah, it's kind of a stinker, you guys. Nah, nah, <laughs> nah. nah. Uh, it's a hell of an argument. I think space. I think space vampires is way worse. I, I'll give you this, Eric. This the end of this movie is where I really, as an adult, have a lot of problems. <laughs> uh, you know, Mister Pyatt has gotten rich. And wealthy beyond his fucking means off of sexualizing her. Yeah. And the thing is, she's got this following, okay? She's got these people that are behind her. They back her cause. It's like, you know, like like Bonnie and Clyde, Mickey and Mallory, whatever. She's got fans. So why are they buying all this shit from Mr. Pie? Because they don't know anything about... They know that he was shot, but they don't know anything about the attempted rape stuff. Because she hasn't shared that with anyone. But that's the thing. If he's such a shitty ass guy and won't pay them the six hundred eight dollars, then why do you want to give them tw- give him twenty dollars for a t shirt of Billie Jean? I agree with that. Although he was shot, which his hospital bills would certainly come out to much, and his pain and suffering much more than six hundred dollars. Six hundred dollars becomes totally meaningless once he's mm-hmm. get sh- he gets shot, and they're on the run. Now we're yeah. talking hospital bills. We're talking legal bills. Six hundred dollars is a drop in the bucket. Well, we're also forgetting. We're we're also leaving out that he's an evil human being. But he, they, it just. She's even at this point still talking about the six hundred dollars. You got people on the signs. Give her the six hundred dollars. Give her the six hundred eight. And it's just like, it's so strange. This they even bring in a new scooter. Yeah, yeah. Bringing a brand new Honda scooter. Is it brand new or did they fix it better than new? Remember they're gonna fix it. Better. They tell him that they're gonna fix it better than new. So I don't know who who fucking cares at this point. But I do. They still he still has this fucking toy yeah. gun. It's like at this point you're supposed to be getting everything you've asked for. Why would you even still yep. be carrying this thing? Remove the snipers. Remove 
begun. All of it. Say mm-hmm. the plan goes completely according to plan. What are you expecting to happen? They're going to give you the, the scooter. You give them Lloyd and then they just let you go. Is that what they're expecting? That's what Imagine. I don't. I, I can understand where Eric's coming from is. Okay. Yeah. You're going to get a scooter. You're going to get this and this, but you're going to jail. Right. You, you, that's the, that's the end game. Guys, guys, yeah. because fair is fair. <laughs> That's what she would say to the, the when she was put on the stand. We needed a, a scene, an, an additional scene. Her on the stand, <laughs> in court, on trial for all, the, all of her crimes, and she, make, she makes a plea to the judge and the jury. Fair is fair. I just wanted my $608. And they go, not, not guilty. guilty on all counts, your honor. No, no, they, they, they say fair is fair. And they turn to the judge as fucking Judge Judy from TV and says, sit the fuck down. You're guilty, you fucking stupid kid. You're going to jail. Much like the cops not doing anything at the mall. Cops not doing anything about all this shit burning down. Yep. No, no, not even cops. There's no firefighters anywhere. Yeah. No, he's been shunned by the community. She, We're jumping, but they, she confronts him and has her moment, which that's the good stuff in this movie is her confronting her abuser and yeah. him being exposed to the mm-hmm. city. Like that's what we're, that's the payoff we've been looking for as a viewer. I don't care about the $608 ever. It's all about Billy Jean being taken advantage of and how that spiraled. Like that's what the movie's about is this abuser and this victim of, of abuse so that's the stuff I'm here for, where she exposes him and the crowd shuns him. And, yeah, they just let his entire livelihood burn to the ground, I guess. But That's the other thing we've been talking about, too, is that there's there has to be repercussions for what happened here. It's jail time, whatever. And they end it in a way where they leave it open in a in a way. But like they cut to this scene of them in Vermont at the end. Mm-hmm. Right. You could have assumed that, OK, after they did their jail time, they went and. Right. They went to Vermont like they said they were going to do. Or they ran again. Or they ran again. They don't really make it clear because Binks is in a sling. Yeah. He's been to the hospital. If he wasn't in a... Right. So if he wasn't in a sling, I would say, okay, this is down the roads a piece. They've moved on. Right. Happy ending, whatever. So, but with the fact that they had his arm in a sling, it makes me think they just ran again. But... I don't see how that could have happened. I mean, he was taken away in an ambulance. So the eighties, the eighties were not concerned with explaining where things went after the events of a movie, (laughs) you know, they are perfectly content ending a story. And that's that you don't learn anything else. It ends (laughs) roll credits. Well, I mean, that was a fun discussion about Billy Jean. I, I I didn't think Eric would uh, (laughs) respond the way he did to it. So I was a little surprised by that. So sorry. Let's go ahead and do the good, bad, and the ugly. The good, the bad, the ugly. Why? Why did you make me watch this? Is what Eric is saying. <laughs> well, since I picked this movie, I'll start. Um, I like the mansion scene with Lloyd and the war- werewolf stuff. That's really the main reason I go back to this movie is because that that scene just sticks with me. Dude, you can't put that. You can't do that. That was my first part of my good. I love the werewolf scene in Lloyd's room. 
But I mean, I have a lot of nostalgia for this movie. I can definitely see the problems with it. But, you know, I, I, I do like Helen Slater. I think Christian Slater's good for what he's doing in this movie. The only real bad spot in the cast, I think, is Yardley Smith. She's not as bad as she is in Maximum Overdrive in this. Oh, God. Yeah, she's, I would she's rather, way I would rather watch more this. annoying in Maximum Overdrive. Yeah. Uh, the bad is when the kids are all following her to the guy's house and you got these guys, it's like some kind of bad ADR, but the guy's like, Hey, Billy Jean, show us your gun. Fucking terrible, dude. <laughs> Fucking awful. Hey, that would have been better if she had the toy gun to confront the dad with. Just throwing that out there. That would have made more Good sense. Good point. Good point. I like it, Eric. Thank you. And ugly is all the child abuse, rapey, creepy shit. And case in point, when they see the Billie Jean picture in the window of the shop and the girl comes in and asks how much it costs, there's another guy in like a business suit and a fucking receding hairline. He's like, I'll give you five bucks for it. Like, what the fuck is this guy going to do with this picture? Well, that picture's $10 as it is. You want to wait for a frame? It's going to be twelve fifty. Sold American. <laughs> he was probably like 22. That's what people 22 look like. They were 40 back then. Yeah, I know what you're saying. It, all the all the men are like salivating over her in this whole movie. And it's yeah. yucky. It's, it, it is pretty. It is pretty gross. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jason, you want to go next? Sure. Uh, copy paste Josh's first part of his good. Uh, the, the whole Lloyd thing in the mansion and everything. Uh, I've. Now at the age of 44, I have my own Lloyd room, which is basically my whole house. It looks like that now. So I have, uh, you know, achieved that goal as a kid, as an eight-year-old of seeing that movie. Uh, the, uh, total nostalgia. Like I said, every time this comes on, I could watch it. Uh, this is definitely something uh, me and my mom watched. And I, when I told her I watched it, she said, we have seen that movie way too many times. So, <laughs> but uh and I do like the story of it's, I mean, the whole 600 in it, but what gets lost in, in a lot of this, you know, some of the plot holes and is uh, of a young girl becoming a woman and trying to have an identity for herself that is not just a piece of meat for a man. She's trying to right. show that she is a human being and she can do things too. She can move up in life and be strong and take care of herself. Right. And that's a cool point that we probably didn't catch in as teenagers, but as an older person watching this movie now you can see that and it does get a little lost in there because of writing and stuff like that but it's it's a cool little story uh my uh bad putter's wig after she cuts her hair <laughs> is horrible <laughs> <laughs> and everybody's fake ass texas accent yeah they're pretty like, bad come on people y'all all right, you hear me talk. If you listen to the show, I do not sound anything like the people on that in that movie. If you've seen the movie, I don't know, man. Somebody listening in Montana probably, probably thinks you do. Well, sound goddamn like Texas! I got know. a ten gallon hat and got a cow outside. <laughs> but uh, ugly, Josh, the same thing. The attempted rape. Josh is ugly. Thanks, man. I'm fucking <laughs> ugly. I see how you feel. You stole my. Uh, that was mine too. Oh, Josh man, is ugly. I'm sorry. Whatever, we love that bastard. He's sexy as fuck. We're over-sexualizing Josh now. I know. Sorry, Josh. <laughs> oh, God, he's licking his lips. You're a person. <laughs> you're a person. You're not just... You are a person, too, Josh. You're not just a... Fair is fair. 
Yeah, when he walks into the store, he tells the women, hey, my eyes are up here. Stop looking at the beard. Yeah, for my good, uh, I is uh, I, I agree, Jason. Commentary about abuse and fighting abuse and standing up for yourself and mm-hmm. her becoming a woman and, and getting away from that. Um, just you know, like you say, like her value is more than just a sexual being. She's got a normal 80s stigma. Yeah. yeah. So that's cool. And it's always nice when a movie has a good message like that. And I like the the media, public opinion, the media swirling uh, lies and all kinds of misinformation, something we're all too familiar. That with. never happens today. <laughs> and um, <laughs> uh, for bad, I've got uh, putters, period. It was just like so on the nose, like we already get it. It does not need to happen. Mm-hmm. This was a car chase they were being shot at. She, they thought it was she was shot, but she actually just got her first period. Let's just think about that for a minute. That's that's what again the weight of the movie. situation. <laughs> yeah, like another situation where the weight is so heavy, yet it plays for comedic timing. Like Completely it's just really bonkers. weird a couple of times. Hilarious yeah. and ugly is Fagmobile. I'm quoting the film. I would I would never say that otherwise. But they they call the scooter, which is unfair. It's a cool scooter. It's pretty sweet. Shit, I would have killed to have a scooter pretty, back then. Hell yeah! Especially age. if you were like, uh, uh, if you were Binks's age. I don't know how old he was supposed to be, but that's like baller status. You you can't drive yet, so scooter. Yeah, dude, you're 15 day. years old. It was probably like 15. I Puts would say he's probably like two years. Yeah, that, I mean, you got a scooter like that. You're at the top of dude. Top of everybody chain, else everybody. is uh, riding huffies. Yeah, and shit. Yeah. No, you got get on your motor. skateboard, son. I got a motor. I don't know. I, I, don't know. I thought I was pretty cool having my skateboard back in those days. So, all right. Well, that'll do it for our discussion about the legend of Billy Jean. Uh, the, on, on Rotten Tomatoes, Legend of Billy Jean has a fifty percent on the tomato meter, seventy-five percent audience score. So Ooh. the audience uh, digs this movie. Eric, nostalgia. <laughs> Is the audience a bunch of teenage girls? Because if so, then it makes sense. Probably, probably so. Now, if you liked The Legend of Billie Jean, you might also like, according to Rotten Tomatoes, Bunny and the Bull. Never, never heard, heard of it. it. Yeah. Executive Action. Never, never heard of it. What the fuck are these movies? <laughs> Lawman. Never heard of never it. Never heard of it. A Man Called Horse. Never heard of it. The Ballad of Cable Hogue. <laughs> what the fuck? If you like That's this movie, it. you might like Broken Arrow. <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> You're wow. digging deep. Yes. It's been a while since I've seen that one. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Is jo- John Travolta's in that yeah, too, right? And Howie Long. And we need to do Stone Cold sometime. Dude, I want to do that. It's one of those like cheesy B action movies with like with a football player right, star. Right, right. Like, you just had to have muscles. But, uh, well, that, yeah, uh, and it was uh, the predecessor to action movies with wrestlers. Yeah, <laughs> we had to have football players. So makes sense. Which I watch for some reason. Watch Stone Cold more than I watch They Live. Don't ask me why that happened. But hmm. anyway, hmm. all right. Well, that's gonna do it for this episode. Legend of Billy Jean. I'm sorry I had to make you suffer through that one, Eric. They can't all be but winners. It's one of my favorites. But we will be back next week with something for you guys. And until then, be kind and fair as fair. Fair as fair, fuckers. Rewind is rewind.